0: Dude, did you see the uh, Wizards homepage today? The new dual decks coming out—the Gideon versus Liliana decks.
1: Yeah, the duet deck. Yep, yeah, right. Yeah, that's an April Fool's joke. What? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, then what did I just order from Channel Fireball? Firexius.
2: Uh, Welcome to Dredding for humor, and no, we don't have humor. We just like to play the game and have some fun. Welcome to Dredding for humor. Welcome to the lighter side. When we talk about magic together, like nowhere else, you might find. But so just don't expect to learn much. This shows in time. In fact, it's just a game
1: where we jump from. playing hey, hey! Let's do it before you start. Together right yeah. now, we'll get a kick a few. Hello, listeners, and longtime fan Aloysius. Welcome to another dull and boring episode of Dredging for Humor. I'm Jack the Band.
0: I'm Cotton Gaffa.
1: And today we will be uh talking about all things magic. Especially magic related things such as Magic the Gathering, uh Linking Rings, uh, Smoke and Mirror and uh, David Copperfield's flaming ball trick.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that was easy! <laughs> you,
1: you so win! You win! You absolutely win! I, I thought I would get you to laugh first, but you know, <laughs> you just took it right to that space. So I think, it's, I think the irony is the
0: fact that David Copperfield at his current age could have flaming balls. That's, I think this that's, me? I think that's what causes the, the surprise and the shock that elicits such reactions <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Anyway, so uh we're back. Woo Thir- 13? thirteen? one one three. And when the show <sighs> comes up it should be the first of April. Uh already. Wow, spring is here. Spring is here. Yeah, isn't that nice? It's uh it's raining decently. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: Yep. April April showers. Bring Mind Sculptors. I think. Something like
1: that. Something like that. I've, I've heard that before. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 2012.
0: 2012, baby. Mind Sculptors. They're Mind Sculptors. Look at the pictures, <laughs> heads.
1: <laughs> that's, that's okay. That, I that's got crazy. angry there. Everybody
0: understand. Everybody is so certain it's going to be Bellerin. Everybody is so certain. We are talking about the people that were like, what? Koldotha read the deck? Print it. Make it a pre-con. Stick it in a box. Everybody can buy it. How about mine Sculptors,
1: huh? Everybody. Everybody can get a mine Sculptor. It'll look crazy. It'll be fantastic. Right. I... I do, and I agree completely that we think that there is the possibility of seeing Jace the Mind Sculptor in the Core Set. And my my beliefs behind it are, of course, that I think it's a marketing like for the marketing of it. They'll sell out of M twelve. Everybody will want M twelve. It'll it'll be like it'll be like the Cabbage Patch Crisis of the early eighties. They, you know, it'll come out and there'll be Magic players like beating other Magic players away from the door to get in to grab their first boxes. It's
0: M ten. They have suckled the M10 heroin teat for going on two years now. They remember that M10 high. Nobody had M10 cards. They couldn't print them fast enough. And that's, I think, that's what they're after. That is where I think they're like, Mind Sculptor, 2012 we can do the M10 thing all over, baby. They were calling us mm-hmm. to find out when they would get the cards. We, we, we had to hire printers in Antarctica to print these cards for us because we couldn't get them out fast enough. I, I think, yeah, I think it's very, very, very strong marketing move for them to do that. I think it'll surprise the hell out of everybody especially since everybody's just assuming it's going to be Bellerin.
1: And and at, even if it's not Jace Bellerin, I mean they may even revamp Jace one more time. They right. may actually to find a, a middle ground, right? To to is, actually
2: sorry,
1: even out the balance of how powerful and broken Jace himself is. Not that he's really broken, there's a lot of things that deal with him, but but truthfully like the just I I think that they could find a middle ground, maybe a three ability Better than Bell Run Jace, I um I think that's
0: going to get us hate mail. But more importantly, I think that a third Jace, they could call him like Jace the third guy, or or Jace the third, the third printing.
1: I think they should go with Trace Jace.
0: <laughs> Trace Jace,
1: yes, Jace of the Trace. Yes, exactly. Uh huh. Uh huh. And oh, he'll have he'll have three abilities. He'll be the third one. I think. I think he should have four abilities and
0: have none of them have anything to do with the color blue whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, really whack him out, you know? Have him turn into a 10-10 green worm with trample for four. (laughs) Yes,
1: of of course.
0: Why not? Why wouldn't we do that? Um, Uh Remove two. Opponent discards two cards, loses five life. Love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's mono blue. (laughs) I think it's brilliant. I think that's what they
1: got to do with Trace Chase. Trace Jace, Trace Jace to the face, and Soren. I, do you think they'll remake his? I, I definitely think they're going to remake his abilities. What do you think?
0: Um, I couldn't quite tell. Is he wearing a new suit in the photo? Is it a different garb? Yeah, I think it's a uh, uh, Louis Vuitton. Okay, I was going to say it struck me more as like Western. Like I wanted to stick a little. Oh, that's the way he's going lately. Cowboy, he's going Western. Uh huh. Uh, I don't. You know, I. What about? Uh, what did you think of him as a planeswalker? Well, I mean, what are your thoughts?
1: I thought he was too expensive, but but his abilities were fairly decent. I mean, at a better cost, his abilities would have been fairly good. I mean, they were good standard black abilities. They lose two life, I gain two life. I mean, you can never go wrong with that. They they lose ten life, their life totals ten. I mean, you know, he had some potential, but turn six with black is really difficult. There's no real strong black ramp.
0: See, you know my problem is, is I can't hear his voice in my head. Like some of the other planeswalkers, I can hear. Like for some reason, like Elspeth sounds like Sigourney Weaver when she talks to me.
1: I see, I
0: see. But Soren, I I don't quite get. I, I think it might be Harvey Keitel, but I'm not sure. And I I, I it's weird. I don't, who do you hear when you when you look at Soren?
1: <laughs> I, I hear I hear the Russian guy from Rocky Seventeen.
0: I see, like I, right right, like you're like your Dolph Lundgren. I will break yeah, you, yeah, Dolph, you hear Dolph Lundgren when you look at Soren Markov. Either,
1: either that, or uh, the guy that played uh, the elf in in uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Orlando Bloom. L- yes,
0: Le- Lego, Lego, Legolas, Legoland, Legoland. Yes, yes, Legoland. Yes. Okay. Wow.
1: But, dude, right. I need to. I need some memory cure over here.
0: I okay. So Soren, new suit, heading into M twenty twelve. Already argued to be a vampire set. Already, yeah. already well, predicted. Well, Innistrad,
1: the, the set after is, is, right. is pretty good. But what
0: a way to set up for Innistrad with the core set having this kind of vampire. Right. Keeping the vampire but It seems like vamps are going to stick around. I think that's my overall point.
1: Yeah, they've, they've pretty much become the dominant creature type for black. Uh-huh. I mean, I there, right. there were some black goblins and black zombies that have always been there. But, uh uh-huh. But there's not a whole lot of zombie thing going on, which surprises me. I think that more people are into zombie movies than they are into... Well, there is Twilight. Uh, Forgive me, I forget about that. People are nuts. It's crazy.
0: I mean, we have kids reading in this generation because of Twilight. That's absurd. Well, I'm good for that. You know, I mean, well, kids haven't read for years. I mean, it's like, and all of a sudden vampires come out. It's like, what?
1: I read. I I read comic books. Yes, but we're
0: exceptions to the rule. I mean, I'm just saying, like, well, comics, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. But, I mean, like, we have kids reading novels. I mean, that's strange to me. They're not great novels.
1: Are they writing novels?
0: They're. I'm sure they're coming up with their own bizarre, twisted, confused uh, vampire blogs and novels. Hell, half well, of them think well, they are you, in Twilight. Do you, you know? think?
1: I'm sure. Of course. Why not? What? What? I mean, I thought I was uh, Marty McFly. You did well for a little while, but but really, so what it comes down to is that you think that twenty twelve is leading up. Well, well, I agree that twenty twelve is leading up, and we're going to see a vampire set afterwards. And yeah,
0: it's we're going. To, we're, they're going to try to go vampy again. Yeah, they're hitting the vamp. They're revamping. Again. They're double dipping on the
1: vampy button. Mm-hmm, I see. So, uh, Liliana, right? Oh, right. that's that's the whole Innistrad thing. There's other planeswalkers. Let's talk about the other ones first. Okay, right, right. Do you right, think they'll, they'll give us thoughts. a third Chandra?
0: third why not you know i mean i think anything that they could print with her on a card would be better than we've seen right you know if she was like uh you know plus one counter you lose the game better than both the previous chandras that's my that's my thought <laughs> yeah really you'll uh, she'll see play <laughs> right you know if that's the case so i don't know you Chandra
1: know. the suicide uh the kaborkian. <laughs> Uh-huh. Chandra Kavorkian, Uh-huh. Is that what you're talking about? Yes,
0: I'm I'm talking, uh, oh, look, I take a counter off of Chandra, I get to take the top card off my deck, rip it in half, throw it up in the air, I lose the game. Better Chandra. Would that be, like, Better plus Chandra. two, rage
1: quit? Ooh,
0: that is, that is ultimate. Uh, I'm going to take two counters off of, I'm going to add two counters to Chandra and rage quit right the f*** now. <laughs>
1: exactly exactly <laughs> what i'm thinking so, so if if they, you may play this ability
0: on your opponent's turn i love it
1: yes yes that's that's amazing so uh, also i mean if they do that to the others of course we'll see a new garrick which should only be the second Garruk. garrick garrick Gar i think it's garrick <laughs> oh yes i know it i wouldn't be surprised
0: uh you know why do we re- can't we? Get, you know, it's like every other color is getting two planes. Oh well, we have Nissa, don't we? Yeah, we have Nissa. That's right. That's right. I, I you know, I, before, I, I think before I see a, a reincarnation of of Mister Wildspeaker, you know, they've already taken off his hat. You know, it's like he's taken off the weird hat. We've seen the human like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it looks like with his helmet off, mm-hmm. which is something that's anyway so you see him with his helmet off it's like okay you got the deal what do you need now so with nissa mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs a second reincarnation she needs something i think that's not so dependent on a on a chosen card
1: uh-huh uh-huh on a card you might have to choose
0: right right you know, so I think I, you know, I would be much more excited to see another reincarnation of her, or maybe, you know, they bring back, I don't do you think they're going to bring back Nyssa's Chosen in future sets if they decide to reprint Nyssa, or do you think they'll just revamp her from here on out?
1: I don't know if they'll ever reprint Nyssa. I don't know. If if they reprint Nyssa, it'll be a long way down the line, and it'll be part of the all-over plan. I I can't imagine seeing it in the next few years.
0: Yeah, this, I, and I I'll agree, this plan seems pretty all-over. Yeah. So... Uh, other Planeswalkers, we got Chandra, we got Garrick, we got uh, Soren. And Jace. Uh Uh-huh. And then Aceh and... And Gideon. That dude, right. Why? And what is this about him being too complicated for new players, do you think? What are they going to do? they Are going to change him up? They're going to...
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. I heard a little bit about that. I heard some other people talking about how they figured that Gideon might be too difficult for newer players, but I really don't think that that's the case. I think that... The the rules of magic are pretty explained out. I think the cards are very clear in a lot of ways. And even though they want to keep the core set available to the mass of people that why not Gideon's not that difficult destroy a tapped creature that's not difficult your creatures your opponents control attack you on their next turn it definitely is self-descriptive and the fact that he becomes a 6-6 creature and all damage is prevented that's that's also very simply written out I don't think that there's a problem with him being what he is
0: you don't think players are going to be like oh but he's a planeswalker oh but he's a creature Oh, wait, is he a planeswalker? Is he still a creature? Is he a permanent? Can I bounce him back to my hand? What is my name? I'm sorry, I ate my cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And of course, like the whole theory of it anyway is that if they're revamping uh, the planeswalker characters, then they would probably revamp Gideon also to something more common. That the common man can understand. I, I need I need to be able to understand it. Well,
0: maybe that'll be a, another idea, too, uh, is to insert one of those new tip cards, and it can say, "Playing Gideon's Abilities. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole tip card for them to print right there, so they don't have to give out another token.
1: Right, exactly. Or to explain it a little bit better and and get the populace to buy uh, packs that are like a fat pack that has a nice little instructions on it and... Tells them because if anybody's going to start playing this game, they should buy a fat pack of the core set. I think that's a great way to start playing it. Buy a couple of the pre builds and then buy a buy a fat pack of the core set.
0: I think uh, I think they should put inserts in all of their um, pre cons and fat packs with quotes from from pro players because I know that like some of those like quotes that were in the deck builder's toolkit. They moved me, man. I mean, they really increased my play. They they helped me see the world in a better way. I shared them with my mom. You know, I mean, they were that important to me. So I just, while we're on the topic of inserts, you know, I, I want to encourage more pro players to tell Wizards, hey, give me, you know, a few lines in your next little insert because you guys face it. You print crap anyway. You know, I mean, you guys, those inserts, come on. You know, I mean nobody uses those for anything nobody so right. you know let them have their little podium let them have their little let them have their little little, little blurb by Chapin on why you should play white blue control and what i did last friday
1: awesome mhm yeah absolutely i i need to get his book still i i definitely need to pick his book up i'd like to And it's in still. paper now yes. so you can roll it you could roll it so you can put it in your back pocket
0: yeah i, I think, think it's I you know that's what end notes are for so uh uh, right. And I mean, that's great because to be honest with you, I would much rather have the paper edition. To me, it's more portable. I don't want to be lugging my laptop around or, you know, and it's been an idea too about, um, you know, uh, uh, other people coming forward with these, these books, these texts, like there's, uh, I'm forgetting, but there's somebody, Star City Games, there's another author I think that's selling this stuff. And it wouldn't surprise me if in a year or two we see something coming out of the Channel Fireball team from, you know, LSV or Team Fireball, like, putting together a little, you know, um, Top Magic Plays and Dirty Limericks. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, LSV's Top Magic Plays and Dirty Limericks. In fact, uh, LSV, we are you writing a book? Can Can you let us know? If you are writing a book, I'd like to know if you're writing a book. <clears throat> we'd buy it. We would buy it, and we'd definitely promote it. and. And uh because I like LSV. I
0: do too. I, I do. all of Team Fireball is, is very cool.
1: Yes, they're they're amazing. I really actually like watching all everything on channel Fireball. All of the videos that I watch on YouTube, they're great. I love watching them draft. In fact I was talking to one of the players who's been at our games and is actually becoming a better player over the time. I I don't know, she's played uh maybe ten ten drafts. About that. She's probably been in for ten drafts. Who are we talking? Cat. Oh right, right, right. And, uh, she, uh, I was talking to her last night and it just brought up that, well, I brought up to her that if you watch the Channel Fireball stuff, like all of the drafts that Conley does, that LSV does. Every time. Every Every time. I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. understand. You have
0: to give the maker his props. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. You're a fanatic.
0: Well, you know. It gives, me, so, it gives and, me a goal.
1: And everybody else that's on Channel Fireball. Who else is on Channel Fireball? Who else does the videos? Oh, yeah, Matt Nass. Matt Nass is actually really fun Matt to
0: watch. Matt Nass. One of the first guys we saw actually take attorney mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Nass. Um,
1: I knew him before he was something. Right,
0: right. It was awesome. We talked we talked to his dad at the tourney. His dad was just like, Oh, he likes the game, you know, I think it's great. He comes down here and hangs out with cool folks, you know? It's so much better
1: than, you know, hustling crack right. on a In corner. In fact, if you watch the episode of Newbie and the Dude with where uh he actually gets a hug from his father, isn't that Matt Nas? You... Yes, it is. It is. So on
0: that you... one episode at the very end, if you uh
1: God, I think I it's episode three. I'm pretty sure it's
0: three. It's the one that's actually at Superstars where they hold the Channel Fireball tournaments right. and, and all of that. Yeah, I and, don't remember.
1: And you, you can see Matt Nass get a hug from yeah, his pop. Yeah,
0: at the end, at the very end. That's right. He gets awarded the the cash and gets the hug from his pop. Yeah, that's, that was, it was good that stuff.
1: Was, that was, yeah, it was good, a good stuff. time. Yeah,
0: good and stuff. And Matt Nass was a great guy. Very friendly. Very, Very nice. Uh, but, yeah, so you got Matt Nass on Team Fireball. you got, of course, LSV Team Captain <laughs> and, Leader. And so
1: my whole point was is that by watching their videos on Channel Fireball, I think that since that's all been coming up and being able to see what's going on there, my gameplay has improved dramatically. Right. And, and I brought that up to her, and I, I can't wait to see how, if hers does the same thing. You well, know?
0: we already saw last week. I mean, she pretty much took out the strongest player of our group. Uh, in the first first game yep. and that was uh that was very impressive it just struck me like you know we're all kind of standing around a table and she just walked right over and knocked him the f out and yeah. it was it was amazing it was very cool and i could definitely see her like yeah, I just took out the big A. Yeah,
1: know. there was some major confidence going on. So that it was, was
0: that was, it's always, that's always a great feeling when you're, you know, especially if you've been getting stomped for a while. Not that Cat has, but, you know, when you can't pull ahead and then all of a sudden things turn around, you draft a great deck and you beat one of the top players of the group. That is, that is a good feeling.
1: It is a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Well, we're going to have to go to break here pretty soon. Can to so believe it? We're yeah. going to wrap up the first little bit. Just okay, cause... is that our, is that our... Well, we, we we have a few more things. Yeah, there's a few more things. We'll uh we'll get onto that. In the our sponsor segment. light is lit, so. Yeah, exactly. We got to go to break and uh we'll be back on the other side. Uh-huh. Oh. With Easter just around the corner, we at Scaldsbury Tons would like to remind you to go out and get your hands on our Scaldsbury Dingus Filled with a rich, creamy center, you won't want to wait to get it in your mouth. Scaldsbury Tons checks their dinguses daily to ensure the freshest of eggs. Scaldsbury dingus eggs are just so good, you'll have to take two. All right, well, that that was interesting and informative.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know these sponsors are getting very creative.
1: Yeah, Whew. incredible. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of creative, uh, Wizards announced that the next set to be released after uh, and Besieged is going to be either New Phyrexia or Mirren and Besieged.
0: Oh, God, I hope. I so hope. Wait, New Phyrexia or Mirren and
1: Besieged? Oh no,
0: I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> That would suck if it was Besieged. It's like, dude, we've seen this set already. We waited all this time for this.
1: Oh, now I'm just fearing that my subconscious actually told me that it's going to be New Phyrexia. Oh, no. And by the way, this is not new news. This is the seventeenth time that they've told us it's either gonna be new phyrexia or mirrored and right. pure.
0: But they brought out the images of both and I hope it is mirrored and pure just because the boxes look way cooler. Yeah. I mean I could just imagine those babies sitting on a shelf. But I, that's that's my vote. I want it to be mirrored and pure because I you know, the the new Phyrexia I just I don't like.
1: The, the boxes colors. are a little loud. They're, they're too, they're dark and they're too colorful. Well, I just want resolution now. I just, I'm looking for a little closure at the end. If, if Phyrexia takes over, it means that it's going to be back like a bad girlfriend. Right. Right. You know? And it's just like, I think that they have better ways to do it. Like new girlfriend, same problems. Right. That's what I think they should do instead. Not, Not just like drag this whole thing out. Just like, you know, whatever her name was for you. I'm just saying.
0: Uh huh, uh huh. Um, I think that that would be a great uh, triple set. Uh, keyword name, you know, it would be like um, new girlfriend would be the first set. Breakup would be the second set. Third set would be
1: makeup sex. Uh,
0: makeup sex, yes. Or I was thinking um, same girlfriend, new problems. But I I like makeup sex actually.
1: Okay, so if we ever design a set, that's what we'll code name it.
0: What would the flavor text be like?
1: (laughs) I don't even know.
0: Okay. um, Also, uh, so okay, so uh, getting back to what was it in the strat? No,
1: no, no. It mirrored in pure or new. I'm sorry,
0: I jumped the jumped the ship.
1: So they've shown a lot of image from that. They've shown a lot of the Praetors, uh, the the, at least artwork for it.
0: So that's we're going to get like new tribal. Yeah, or, a or a new cycle kind of
1: thing, like maybe the Eldrazi kind of feeling, like the new big bad guys.
0: Okay, or but, maybe new big bad sorceries,
1: Predator's Council. Right, it could be something to that effect. Um, and I don't know, they've shown some other things. I mean, we talked about Malira last time, but they haven't really shown a lot of other things other than, like, the caged sun image and the uh, that shimmer, not shimmer mirror, but the new mirror that's that's out there, the sundial mirror or whatever it is. Okay, so what, they've, is, what does he do? I can't remember. Okay. Well, we don't know what they do. We haven't oh, seen any the of their artwork. abilities. Yeah, it's it's just, just the artwork. artwork. I understand. <clears throat> but there is some amazing speculation. There's actually a, an article on Mana Nation that I like to read. It's kind of a a y article. It kind of gets into the flavor of the artwork. It's uh, written by Mike Lineman. Okay. And it's called Vorthos Show and Tell. And he basically takes some of the imagery or one of the images every week from uh, what Wizards is posting for us on the spoilers and whatnot that they're showing, and then he pulls it apart using an art critique method of like looking at the mood and the color and the the action in the in the picture, and then speculates on what the card is going to be about. And he did that with that the new mirror that's coming out uh-huh. that I wish I could remember the name of. And uh, a couple weeks ago, he did one about li- the uh, Liliana art for Innistrad. Oh right. just set after twenty twelve. Right. It's, if there's anything after twenty twelve.
0: Well, right. 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 Oh, maybe it'll be a Mayan theme. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so uh Uh, all right, we've got, uh, so we've got Innistrad coming out, but I like this idea of this guy kind of deconstructing the art to speculate on, on future flavor.
1: Oh, yeah, he does amazing things. I I definitely like everything that Interesting, interesting
0: idea for an article, really, Mm -hmm. really smart. I haven't read it, but just the idea, the concept of it sounds really, really snazzy. Um, all right, so. So what do
1: you think about Liliana? That's, that's one thing that I've been meaning to ask you Is, is. The
0: new, the new Liliana
1: art? Yeah, what abilities would they give her to, uh. To set it off
0: well i you know I what would they name her like we were talking about potential names, oh yeah, that's because sure. would they read, so we had Jace Bellerin becoming Jace the mind sculptor, so I think it's going to be Liliana comma something
1: uh vampire slayer,
0: Liliana vampire slayer uh-huh um and then the other thing that I think helps too is, is that I was thinking about these as I was actually looking at the art. So, you know, if, if you could, you know, check out the art while we're kind of bringing some of these up, this would, I think, help you mm-hmm. visualize. I was thinking, um, Liliana, mistress um, of the hot tub, she kind of has that mistress. I, I, I That was where I kind of started out at was Liliana, mistress of the hot tub, just because they need to add a little fun. They need to add a little flavor, and she'd be great in the hot tub. I don't know if Do you had any other.
1: What, what, what was that Sharon Stone movie? That, uh, Basic Instinct? Yeah, Liliana, Basic Instinct. Liliana, Basic Instinct. I mean, just just I, I'm speculating that just because the way her legs are crossed in the picture.
0: Um, I know you can watch the second one on Netflix. How about Liliana, Warmer of the Stone Seat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I'm trying to, there's been a lot of speculation who the guy is in the back, but she definitely fills out that throne pretty well. Oh. I would have to say. She takes up the whole thing.
1: Well, that much. guy's just pooped. That's that's what's really going on with him. He's not dead or anything. He's, he's just, just like, just, I
0: can't take any more. He's, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, Liliana, Inevitable Mythic Rare. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I think that they just might want to just put that on the card. If they're going to be as brazen enough to print the Red as a precon, they can call her Liliana, Inevitable Mythic Rare. And then, uh, the last one I came up with was Liliana, After the Blonde is Gone, but That's really up to, you know, interpretation and, um, you know, I don't know if I'd want to see a blonde Liliana, but, uh, I think that if the blonde were gone. Like
1: bleach blonde Liliana? Wow. You know,
0: or maybe, maybe the Pepe Le Pew stripe
1: Ooh. Yeah. Like she gets struck by lightning and, and it Uh leaves a a mark.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I, that's, those are just some of the ones I, I was thinking about. Um, uh, but I do want to know who the guy is in the back. They're thinking it's Baron Sengir. That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, or a Sengir. There, there's a's been speculation vampire. on Baron sang-year. And if we it, I've back. heard
0: Mark Rosewater. Uh, really? Well, as a potential. or um, uh, I've also heard uh, he was based off of Aaron Forsyth. Oh, really? Yeah. But what, I what, did, what did you hear? I, I heard that the dude in the back is supposed to be Aaron Forsyth or Mark Rosewater. Oh.
1: <laughs> I see. I I Wow,
0: um, it, well, you can't make out the face, you know. So it's it's hard to tell. It
1: Doesn't look like either of them.
0: Really? Yeah. What about Gaden the Somebody brought him up too. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god!
0: All right, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll imagine it until we find out.
1: I highly recommend that you check out a uh, the new Super Friends podcast on MTGcast. Yes. Uh, it was very, it was pretty good. A BDM.
0: Yeah, Brian David Marshall. He was on there explaining what it means to be an official magic historian, which was actually kind of interesting. And he did admit that it is an official title given out by Watsy.
1: Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That's,
0: yeah, that's nice to hear. I mean, I always thought it was, you know, somebody gave it to him and they're like, yeah, that's what he can be. And then that's what he was. But no, it's actually, they're like, you are our official historian.
1: Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to Liliana. Liliana Vess, filler of the chair. Right. Filler of the chair. Uh-huh. Uh, vampires. So, the, the the homelands. Yes. Vampires. Uh-huh. Ogrotha.
0: Wait. Did you say homelands? I did. Well, h- how does that fit in? I thought we were done with that. Weren't we over that? I yeah. Mean, but... As a group, as a community, as a species? Well, the Sengir uh-huh. it are in... From homelands. Yes. Right. Right. Damn. Uh-huh. I, you know... Somebody with nostalgia needs to get off the developing board. Right. I'm tired of Homelands. It was, it was, it should be the first. No, they're not, they're not going to go back to Homelands. First onset material. They're not going to go back to Homelands. Okay. Oh. I mean, if anything, they'll go to Sangir. All right. So they'll they'll start bringing the vamps back. Well, Sangir, Vampire, right? Alpha, Beta, you know, pre-Homelands, well, you got to give it up. Right. But still, I understand. I, I don't know. I I'm worried.
1: Well, I mean, there's no reason to be worried. It's not like they're going to be bringing banding back.
0: Just any any kind of any kind of, of discussion about certain eras of magic, I just I get all sad. Like, I, 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 I get the same feeling when I'm like, hey, I used to watch wrestling when I was in middle school. I was all into Hulk Hogan and the prayers and the training and the vitamins. And then I'm like, hell, whatever happened to some of those guys? And then I go on to Wikipedia and I'm like, you know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and it's like, oh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake turned into a heavy crack addict, killed two people, and then killed himself in some sleazy motel room at the... Sa- Is like, this story? Like, did all of this happen? Not so much with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but with other wrestlers that were wrestling at the same time. Brutus the Barber Beefcake actually runs some Christian church somewhere in the South now. Jake the Snake Roberts is a crackhead. No way. Yes, he's He's... in this documentary where he tells the people that are filming it, look, people, I know I'm going to do this documentary for you, but fuck you, I'm Jake the Snake Roberts, and unless I get some crack, I'm walking. And they're like, at this time, we had to go get Jake the Snake Roberts some crack illegally on the street, scared the hell out of us. You know, Uh, We got him back in his room, and then he's all mellowed out, and he's just like, yeah, I'm a crazy kind of guy you're like, this was Jake the Snake, man. This guy fought Hogan for the heavyweight. Wait, I was in middle school. That was before I learned wrestling was fake.
1: I don't know if I am more in awe of the fact that Jake the Snake was a crackhead Uh or that you actually have knowledge on the backgrounds of wrestlers. Every once in a while,
0: you know, I'm like, hey, I, I haven't gone down this particular path since I was 14, What the hell is even there now? And let me tell you, if it's wrestling, it is a world of steroids and shit. That's what happens to these people. They end up wrestling in middle school cafeterias at the age of 50. Way too old to wrestle. I saw this one clip of Coco Beware eating crap, and he's, like, hurt because the dude is, like, 50. It's sad.
1: I mean, I... So this all... Let's just look at the light of thought that just occurred here. So we were talking about Homelands. And all of a sudden we're talking about Jake the Snake as a crackhead. Okay, so I will I'll never mention Homelands again. Me personally, I will never mention Homelands again. I'm sorry. San Gear. This right. place that the vampires come right. from. That
0: came from the set long time ago when Jake the Snake was a sober, awesome wrestler. Right.
1: Uh huh. That's right. a long time ago.
0: It's messed up, man. Wiki stuff. Wiki, you know what you watched? I know we have some younger listeners here, and they're like, oh, well, I didn't grow up with those guys. I grew up with uh, With The uh, Rock. With The Rock. Okay, Rock's cool. Rock is like example. Rock is what Hogan should have been, blah, blah, blah. Um, But, yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin – Screw that. I saw this dude
1: named Goldberg who was at the wait, WCW. Wait, he
0: really doesn't get I'm sorry. This is a
1: magic topic. He was insane. Goldberg rule. Oh, God. What about Ron- Randy the Macho Man Savage?
2: Oh, dig
1: it. Yeah, Love absolutely. that guy. Snap to a Slim gym. Yeah, what's what? he doing now?
0: I, you know, my guess is he's either a crackhead.
1: <laughs> no, he's not a crackhead. I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry. No, I, he, I'm sure he probably sells mini blinds in Cupertino. Really? That is what I think a I lot of people... I'd buy mini I would. Uh, there, I know there's a lot of famous blues and rock legends that are selling mini blinds in Cupertino. That's what I keep hearing. Interesting. Buy your mini blinds in Cupertino, California. You'll meet somebody famous. You'll be like, hey, I'm buying mini blinds from John Lee Hooker. Oh, oh, he passed away. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> bad, news. I'm sorry. That's I a- forgot. I'm so sorry. I really thought he was still alive until it came out and I saw your face. And you could I have went, said BB King. Oh, he died. You could. It could have been. B. I
1: B. thought King. John Lee was still alive. It's oh okay. my god! I love John Lee Hooker. All right. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so so we're poorly <laughs> and terribly, terribly derailed. So what we're going to do here is is we're going to say vampires came from Sengir. Right there, we're probably going to see some vampires in the future. Uh, beyond that, there's a few other things that have gone on. Standard is still kind of. Uh, a lot of decks are out there. A lot of things are playing. There's rug. There's Tezzeret builds. There's a couple Grand Architect builds. There's some amazing uh, uh, decks out there that are don't that are
0: don't great. buy the expensive cards. Wizards is making precons of all of them. So <laughs> exactly. At least we expect them to uh, with for a
1: play set of four jaces.
0: Um, right, and the, that precon is called the. Mind Sculptor deck, and the is all in capitals. Mm-hmm. So, and just expect that to be the first one out of the box when people start opening the pre-console.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, watch Ka- for that. But Cobblade has been taking down some some tournaments, but at least it doesn't feel like it was with Jund, where everybody was playing Jund on Jund on Jund, uh-huh. like that one Star series tournament. Oh in my the field. god yeah smaller percentage of the field it was like what thirty five forty percent of Jund in generally in tournaments oh, I think
0: at times it was even higher. I mean there was yes, but I mean overall, yeah, probably statistically i 'd say that 's pretty good
1: mm-hmm. and so we 're seeing Cobblade, but not so much i mean it 's not the it's, dominant it 's the right. dominant deck, but it 's not being overly well. mm-hmm. so but the person who has been wielding it fabulously is Jerry Thompson. And he, the I, I love, yeah, man, I like Jerry Thompson a lot. I like his play. I like, I, I mean, I'd like to talk to him to know if I really like him, but I definitely like the persona that he puts off, you know?
0: Yeah. He's great on the magic he, show and his interviews with Irwin and stuff. And,
1: and even his little sit-ins with GGS live, you know, like during the, during the tournaments, uh-huh. like he'll, he'll stop into the booth and he always talks a little bit and he's, he's very casual and I definitely like that.
0: He was one of the first pro players I think I saw when I first went to Attorney. He was sitting with LSV at the uh, Worldwake pre-release. Mm-hmm. No, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Conflux pre-release. I'm sorry, I skipped a set. Uh-oh. Oh, dude, skipped a set again. Time warping. Uh, so no, it was the Conflux pre-release, and, and he was very, very cool. Very cool. Watching him with other players, he wasn't nearly as curmudgeon-y as he has wanted to be.
1: Made yeah, out to. I think I think he just does that to keep the bullies away. Might be, might be. Uh, something like that. But
0: with these bikers playing magic now, man, it's getting a little <laughs> scary. Scary,
1: little intimidating, folks. Carry weapons. Yeah, grow a big neck beard. They'll fit in better. Uh-huh. Tats aren't bad. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what else is there to talk about? Oh, Jerry T., I just wanted to, to give a yeah, huge awesome. shout totally. out to see to say, you know, great, awesome. I, I like the rowdies taken. I mean, if I lived out there and I had nothing better to do with my life, I would definitely go play at all of, the, all of those tournaments. Yeah. Because we don't have that much here. We have some, but it's hard for us to get to them. Right. As our listeners, as our loyal listeners would know, that sure. it's it's difficult for us to get to places where, you know, like larger groups of people play Magic. Yeah. Sometimes,
0: sometimes for us it dwindles down to single-player duels of the Planeswalkers. I mean, not even online access, just single-player duels of the Planeswalkers. Sometimes when it gets... When it gets low in the dark times, mm-hmm. that's that's where it can end up, and it's sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's it's a reason to drink, really. Uh, yeah. Um, what did we did we mention that um, if you rearrange the letters to uh, spine of Isha you get penis of
1: Hashish. No, we did not mention that. Okay,
0: yet. all right, we'll play that one at home, folks.
1: Yeah, you should look at it. Uh, one of the other things that's kind of striking is that uh, Borders owes Wizards a uh, hundred thousand more than a hundred thousand dollars, or not Wizards, but Hasbro. Which I have a feeling is probably a lot less than they owe Vinny, right? You know, but
0: I'm sure it's one of the many debts they owe. And they're probably a little bit more worried about paying Vinny off first than Hasbro.
1: Right, because all, can you imagine all those Borders employees with broken legs? <laughs> that's that's a lot of people. I wonder if the cafes
0: are included.
1: Uh-huh. Well, that I think the cafe is the total problem. I think that's why Borders is going bankrupt. Really? Yeah, it's all those schlubs the in there. that you know, Just the schlubs in there reading their newspapers. They don't buy any books. They just go in there and read the magazines for free and buy a cup of coffee. <laughs>
0: cup of coffee, and I'll read half your collection. Don't need to buy any books. Bye.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on to our second commercial break, and we'll be back with something very special. Stay warm. You're in charge.
2: Hi, y'all. This is Rex Y'all the Trunk, in poor fine Italian leather. You may have seen my autographed boots, my hamster,
0: So that's where the name "Gravy" in "Gravy Train" comes from.
1: That's amazing! I never knew that story. Yeah, yeah,
0: wiki it up, folks. It's pretty trippy. Pretty trippy. I'm gonna get there. We're gonna get there.
1: Riding the gravy train. You've Gotta love it. Yes, absolutely. So, welcome back to our third segment of uh, "Dredging for Humor," episode thirteen. Uh, this is this is a beautiful thing. You know, thirteen. A lot of people think that thirteen is an unlucky number. Uh, associating it with Fridays the thirteenth, right, right. But I, I've never found thirteen to be unlucky for me. You
0: know, um, uh, no, I know that uh, that in Italy supposedly thirteen is actually considered a lucky number. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that one and three when you add them up make four, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't thirteen.
1: And when sense. you divide four by two, you get two. Yeah. I th-
0: yes. Which is also the number of cards you can have in any standard built
1: deck right. limit on the... wow this that's some pretty deep uh numbers speaking of numbers we we were doing uh a couple of of uh uh well a couple top eight lists, but we we came up with one and and we thought we'd share our top eight lists of swords we'd like to see printed
0: right, considering that we have uh Uh, Sort of, you know, the past Swords of Fire and Ice, and then in this set we've had the sort of, uh, the Swords of Feast and Famine, we have the sword of... uh, Body and Mind. Thank you, Body and Mind. Um, So we're, you know, we were speculating about this new reveal that they've just revealed.
1: Right, the Sword of War and Peace. The
0: Sword of War and Peace. Um, Of course, you know, now we can also... Expect other literary swords like... Like the Sword of Pride and Prejudice. The Sword of Pride and Prejudice, the Sword of Two Cities, uh, you, know, you know. But we, we wanted to go beyond literature and and just give our, our own list of the top eight swords we would like to see in upcoming magic sets once we get past the next set.
1: Right. So we gave you sword number eight of, of swords on our list we'd like to see printed, which is Sword of Pride and Prejudice. Right. Uh, <laughs> number seven is Sword of Thing One and Thing Two. Um, I think that's going to be very popular, but um, players will probably
0: have a hard time remembering exactly what Thing 1 was when they're looking at Thing
1: 2. Right. So it'll do one Thing, and then it'll do a second Thing. A second Thing. Right. Uh-huh. So then we, we moved on to number six, which is the Sword of Burton Ernie.
0: Yes, and I think that one's going to be popular with both the younger and older players of Magic.
1: Yeah, nostalgic players. We'll, we'll definitely get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, is that sword gay? Uh, that's that's a good question. Uh, there's the, also the Sword of Gin and Tonic.
0: Yes, and I definitely think that's going to be popular with the more adult players. I think the Sword of Gin and Tonic is going to be a huge sellout.
1: Right, just because once the creature, if if a, a player is hit with the Sword of Gin and Tonic, of course, you get to put a 2-2 uh, two, two, uh, Gin and Tonic into play, which is also a flying, uh, uh, f- comes out of a bottle creature.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's that's important. I could could see that gin coming out of the bottle pretty easy on that baby there.
1: Number four on our list is the sort of girl you'd like to meet.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I think this is going to be a hit for everybody. I mean, just imagine equipping this sucker to something with vigilance.
1: Right. And then uh, we're moving on to number three. We have the sort of mice and men.
0: Uh huh. Now, how does that work?
1: I don't know. One half of it seems like it would put a couple relentless rats into play. It uh-huh. really helped to boost that deck that so many newbies have been trying to make for so long.
0: Uh huh. I call this deck Steinbeck. Or maybe Grapes of Wrath would be more uh, intriguing.
1: The, the Grape Shot of Wrath of God. Ooh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And we're getting closer. So, number two. All right. All right. Top two The Sword of Smokey and the Bandit.
0: That is brilliant. That is going to be awesome, um, and right there, I you know I think that we should um, uh, petition Burt Reynolds to get into playing magic because he would be a great celebrity to see on a pro tour.
1: Right. Well, personally, I think with that card, it, it should come with its own soundtrack. So every time you're attacking with a creature, uh huh, you'd like you tap it and you'd play the soundtrack and it'd be like Now this creature's attacking and it's coming over the battlefield and just singing just like in Smokey and the Bandit when uh-huh. when you know all every time Burt Reynolds would do anything or Smokey'd be doing anything, it'd be a song, but it would be just telling what his actions are.
0: Right, like Smokey's going to the bank and he's gonna make a deposit and Right, I got yeah,
1: you, yeah, you remember I mean it's been a while since me, I've seen it, but Me I, too. I love that that whole segment of it.
0: All right, number one, number one. The sword of milk and cookies. Ah, that that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. What kind of decks do you see the
1: sword of milk and cookies? Oh, magical Christmas land, basically. You know, Mm. you you leave it for Santa. It's Uh it's special. Put a Santa token into play, Santa eats the milk and
0: cookies, recursion, I get it. hmm exactly. Uh-huh. All right, well, all that, right. that's hey, our top, top eight, eight list.
1: Top eight, ten swords. Oh, you know what we should do? What's that? Is another top eight.
0: Right now? Yeah, right now. Wow, okay, uh, what do you want to do another top eight on? Because we haven't done one in a while, so...
1: Right, so we're just going to stack them on top of each other. All
0: right, all okay, right. Okay, so
1: well, this top eight is... Rebound. Exactly, the top... Eight. eight. Rebound. <laughs> no, this is not about rebound. Okay. It's the top eight other swords we'd like to see printed. Oh. Right. So well, we
0: just did eight swords, so we're going to do eight more?
1: Yeah, we're going to do eight more.
0: All right. Sixteen, folks. Sixteen yeah. different swords. And there here. goes
1: half of our audience as they realize we're uh, uh Nothing. Uh-huh. Okay, so the the number 8 sword is the sword of Batman and Robin?
0: Of course. Of course. And I think for the uh Batman and Robin sword, they should do the original Adam West, Burt Ward like classic TV photo.
1: Interesting, you know, sort of thing. So so the classic TV photo holding a sword of of the colors what black and red? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably black
0: and red. Uh, You know, I really don't give a crap about the colors. As long as in the back, you see a lava lamp.
1: Well, and I sort of feel like Robin should get his own card. I mean, his own sword. Robin's own sword? Yeah. I mean, he is always overshadowed by Batman. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So we better move on to our number seven sword. All right. The sword of Romeo and Juliet. Ah, tragedy. Right, but neither of the abilities will ever work together
0: correctly. Right, right. And yeah, it's just going to cause a lot of infighting. I don't know. It might be good. Maybe an EDH. Oh, I'm sorry. Commander.
1: Yeah, right, right. And then uh, there we also have uh, the sword. Or number seven would be the sword of turn your head and cough.
0: That is gonna be awesome. That out of this set, that is the one I am I am looking forward to, although everybody else is telling me that I shouldn't be looking as forward to it as I am.
1: These these are cards we want to see printed. You know this actually isn't being printed. What? No, these are swords we want to see printed. I thought this
0: was part of the overall Rosewater and like ten year, fifteen year plan.
1: Well, I it's possible, but I, I'm not a mind reader and, and so these are swords we want to see printed. Oh. I thought Okay, so we should move on to number six. All right, which is my favorite one. Okay, sword of tits and ass.
0: That that's going to be important for the kids, right? I mean, I if, mean the adults or both, depending on how cool your parents are, really. or
1: or how good the art is.
0: Yes, yeah. and uh, foils. Ooh, uh huh. Foil T and A. There you go. I mean, does it get better? I don't know.
1: Right. So then we should move on uh, to number four, which is the sword of stop and rob.
0: Hmm. al always always a big sell with the the local neighbors and the um and the late night mad dashes for Ben and Jerry's give me a mind sculptors Biach
1: so that's good that's yeah. good the mm-hmm. uh, number three is the sort of pomp and circumstance
0: yeah and uh right- you know a uh, big hit with uh uh seniors in high school and uh and late college grants uh, usually um but could go into a variety of decks
1: right but it only works at certain times that's that's the circumstance side Mo- of it
0: mostly in
1: june right really That doesn't happen at any given time other than June?
0: I mean, it could, but I would imagine that, you know, Mm. that's where it would shine. Pump pump and Circumstance? Pump and Circumstance. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh And who said deck titles are dead? Right, exactly.
1: Uh, Number two. All right, we're edging out. The Sword of Ego and Id?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Kind of Freudian, a little phallic, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eonic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. I could beat this deck... But I keep thinking about sex instead and where I can get something to eat. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I just keep totally
1: losing. So it, it might have some hope. It, it could. And our number one card in our second top eight list. And
0: 16 swords, people. Here we go.
1: The sword of sh and Shinola.
0: Now, that is a sword to tell your dad about. I mean for certain. Like if you can figure out how to work that sword, that's worth announcing to your family.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. This is my this is my deck, and it utilizes the sword of and Shinola.
0: And and knowing how to use it well, you would have to be able to tell the different abilities that the sword could do and use them differently. Right. Yeah. But I think once you accomplish that people would know what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be our top eight segment. We're going to take another small break here, and we'll come back with our last segment, which is the uh, bequest of Conley Woods to do a deck doctor for a new deck that we have.
2: One leader, one lord.
3: This is Pete Redleach here to tell you about the all-new exciting dual decks the Easter Bunny is bringing from Mages of the North Coast. Dual decks, Chichen versus the World will feature two completely playable decks with matching floral sleeves. In the Chichen deck, you'll find such sorceries as Shoulder Stand, Oompa Loompa Geddon, in, and Intentional Teabag. Instance will include Ankle Bite and Shin Crab. As for creatures, we'll see Lollipop Guild Mage, Mofo the Unseeable, Land, Ricardo Montalban Dwarf Trainer. The World Deck features an old artifact deck with such gems as Top Shelf, Gas Pedal, Unattainable Barstool, and Tall Urinal. Plus, for every four duel decks you'll purchase, you'll have a chance to win dinner tickets for five with pro magic player Owen Turtlewald at Phoebe's house of apathetic boy. Duel decks. Kitkin versus the world. It's no small
1: Man, there are so many swords that could have gone on that list.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. 16 was limiting.
1: Yeah, the, like the Sword of Arm and Hammer.
0: Uh-huh. The Sword uh-huh. of Mac and Cheese. Uh-huh. Could you uncut my Sword of Arm and Hammer deck? Uh-huh. 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 The Sword of Mac and Cheese. Mac and it, it, Cheese. It, it, it tastes like home. Uh-huh, text. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Oh, man, so many, so many good ones.
0: Uh, The Sword of Abbott and Costello. Ren and Stimpy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were just too many, too many. We had to stick to 16, and fortunately for us, we chose none of the funny ones.
1: Exactly. So in fact, if you would like to fill up our little comment section uh, with uh, the swords you would like to see, please feel free to write a comment below and or post a comment to uh-huh. the show saying which swords you would have liked to have seen on the top eight list. We'd be glad to see your swords. <clears throat> so, anyway, like we had a, Oh, hey, I, I just had a thought. Do you think that, that Wizards will ever create a set that only has one creature type in it?
0: What would that creature type be? Like a theme of the set,
1: like... Homonucleuses. Whoa. Or homonucleuses? Um, homonucleus? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I had a
0: Bushism. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> we, you got to be careful of them decks and them... Homonucleus, nucleus.
1: <laughs> Homoleonucleusa.
0: We're gonna be taking out the homos.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna cast the homo.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that would that set would probably not make it for wizards. What if it was uh I don't know, tribbles? Oh, sure, Tribbles an would be good. Let's get serious. What if it was an all Kithkin set, mm. an all Kithkin block? Mm. Do you think people would hate them by block three? Like, do you think we could get the entire world to hate Kithkin by 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 the third set if if that was the only race they're,
1: featured? They're so cute. They're just small and you, cuddly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm
0: saying. You know, we need like you know, we need some black and green and blue Kithkin. We need f-ed up Kithkin.
1: Hmm. I see where you're like, going with yeah.
0: This. Like you know, and then there were the kithkin that came from the ocean. They were really fugly.
1: Ooh, fugly <laughs> kithkin. Anyway, so like we had said in our last segment, the, the, we're we're gonna um bring up a deck that I brewed and besiege the Conley Woods to deck doctor it.
0: Uh huh. Yes. This is this is a humble petition to our savior and
1: Godhead. I hate that you say are. This is this is pretty much your own agenda.
0: Look, I just own the keys to the church, and I paid for the building to be built. Aside from that, I'm just a humble minister amongst thousands of others with banners
1: and songs and horses. I see. I see. <clears throat> so anyway, this, this deck comes from... I, I, me, personally, I like to find cards that don't seem to be being used, like cards that are bad but could be good.
0: Okay, so like the best of the worst, or yeah. the best of the
1: bad. Right, exactly, the best oh. of the worst. So like, this...
0: who is not using this card now, currently?
1: Exactly. And what, what this comes from, this deck anyway, comes from our last draft, where my first pick was a Psychosis Crawler. Okay. So, card that not many people are talking about probably costs 50 cents. Yeah, what does that card even do again? So, Psychosis Crawler is... uh, its Power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hands. Okay, how much does it cost? Uh, Five costs. Five expensive. What? But I haven't... How... Go ahead. I'm what, sorry. What other, sorry. Six is the curve right tell me, now. Tell me. Six tell me. Tell me what this number. overcosted Worm card does. <laughs> overcosted at five. Everything. Uh, every other bomb is six. I Unless just it, if it
0: costs more than two, I'm at.
1: Really? Well, so, so you only play vampires anymore.
0: Right. And uh, and Kuldotha red. That's pretty much my. Uh,
1: you know. <laughs> wow. Kuldotha red. No spike shot elders. Well, I have a. I have
0: what a deck I call Mana Leak. It's not very exciting.
1: Uh huh.
0: That's anyway. Go ahead. Keep going.
1: Okay. So the psychosis crawler. Also, whenever it's, it states that whenever you draw a card, each opponent loses one life. Okay. okay. Whenever you draw a card. Okay. And it, the the flavor text, right? Not that you care. Uh-huh. Is if that brain can't figure out the secret of serum of the serum, then add more brains.
0: All right, not bad flavor text. I was going to cap on it, but I'll wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like then,
1: so the Psychosis Crawler is the key card in this deck. So when I started to think about it, I thought I would like to find a lot of draw. And originally I had put some vivisections in there, but I took them out. So anyway, we won't talk about the vivisection.
0: Okay, so you're you're dealing one damage for every card you draw off a dude. So you get card draw,
1: we're talking, you know... Right. So, of course, Jace the Mind Sculptor makes sense. The Brainstorm ability, right, obviously. And if you're playing Blue, you play Jace. Okay, right, right. So, right. And since I only have one Jace, uh-huh. I only have one Jace in the deck. Okay. I'd recommend it had more. Okay. By the way, I will be posting this deck list in the comments of this show. All right. And uh, for a more detailed deck list, you can look at the comments of the show. So, beyond that... The, so the Psychosis, Crawler, and Jace, those are two pretty big cards. The third piece of the combo is the Consecrated Sphinx.
0: All right, now I'm getting a little nauseous because ah. I know what that card is. So I'm seeing the, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, so your 4-6 flyer,
1: uh-huh. 4-6 right. flyer that states whenever your opponent draws a card or whenever an opponent draws a card, you draw two cards. Mm. So it's very nice. You know, they draw, you draw two. Okay. It kind of works well. I'm seeing the damage. So to accumulate. So of course it's a blue deck. All so right. the the one drop is a preordain. Because it also works later with the psychosis crawler, you're drawing a card, at least it's one damage. But it helps you to start filtering your deck and get where you need to go. A little cantripy, right. Right. So then there's a uh-huh. there's a counter spell battery of four mana leaks and four cancels. Uh-huh. And that's just you, if you're playing blue and a little bit of mono blue control, and this is not necessarily mono blue, there is one white spell in here, which I'll get to shortly. So Mono Blue Control, you want to have strong counter spells, be able to wait quite a while to, to make sure that everything is secure on your board, and, and go that direction. So then, the card that works best when you have a Psychosis Crawler in play, okay. and the Constipated Sphinx, All right. you play Time Reversal.
0: This is where things get very interesting. So, Time Reversal. Refresh my brain.
1: So each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library right. and draws seven cards. Oh my. Right. So if you have the, the Constipated Sphinx and the Psychosis Crawler in play, you draw your seven cards, they lose seven life, they draw their seven cards, which trips into you drawing 14 more cards, in which they'll lose 14 more life, equaling 21 life. Dead. Dead. Most decks dead.
0: You know, if you, can, if you can tie it together, it's a perfect little constipation package
1: you draw. Exactly. Wow. So, so it, that's exactly what it looks like. And then there's just a few backup creatures. I got four oculuses in there and four dark slick drakes. Uh, and then the, the white spell is Master's Call. Okay. So it gets a couple of mirror in play, but the only reason that I really need those mirror is for Shape Anew. Because the only artifact in the deck is the Psychosis Crawler. So I want to try to get to him as, as capably as possible.
0: Interesting. All right. All right.
1: So with Shape Anew, I can sacrifice one of the mirror. Sure. Find a Psychosis Crawler. It comes right into play. I have one in on turn four. Nice. Which is pretty good. A good way around it.
0: Right. So that Psychosis Crawler starts doing damage, and it's just kind of holding tight for the Sphinx. and the... Oh, that's just gross. That's That's a very nice combo. 21... Um, potential damage, and you you worked it off on me, and and we just finished playing with it, and I was I was impressed at how fast I was milled.
1: Yeah, it was it, it was. I mean, dead. Sorry, death. excuse me. But it, yeah, it's it's very interesting. And then I put uh-huh. uh, two of of distant memories in there.
0: Yeah, another another card that I think could go into that category of the Psychosis Crawler that's being overlooked, not very, talked about very much.
1: Right, so Distant Memories, Shape Anew. I mean, there was a deck out there that, that had used it for a little while, but not really used. This whole deck is full of cards that are not really used. Time Reversal, who uses Time Reversal, right? Right. The only thing in here that people use are is Jace, really. Uh-huh. And so, But that's the deck. Like I said, I'm going to post it. I'm also going to ship it off as an email to Conley. And ask him to deck doctor it for us, and see where he can take it. If he if he's willing to take on this challenge of my stupid deck,
0: I I think that's a wonderful wonderful thing to attempt.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Conley, uh, we love you. Yes, and, and be looking for the email. Yeah, oh, uh, enough. I'm
0: sorry. I was pining for the fjords. Oh, Lord. And Conley Woods. And I, I guess this... Dinner's still on. Worlds. Worlds. We're eating beef.
1: And everything else. Brazilian barbecue.
0: Yes. So, Conley, keep in touch. We'll stay in touch. We'll make it happen. It'll be fantastic. We'll give a report. Shout out on the podcast. Um, What else did we have?
1: I, I don't know. I don't think there's anything else.
0: Really? That was our whole show? Yeah. That was, that was it? That's it? All right. I'm I'm game for it to be our show. Okay, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't know. You you seem like you're having some separation anxiety. Humphrey, are you okay if this is our show? Oh crap, I mentioned his name. Oh.
2: You tell by the way I tap my plates I'm an allies man playing to race I have no shroud and on your turn I'll watch you get your comments done But that's alright, that's okay My other arm dude's on his way You can try to multiply my life after joining the race So whether you're a player or whether you're a hater Well, I'm playing allies, I'm playing allies the battlefield is feeling in my opponent's feeling cause I'm playing at last, I'm playing at last. I, 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 I'm playing allies, playing at I, 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 I'm playing at Well I swing low and I swing high. I'm glad my raptor learned to fly. Got the counters on my cards. My lights are very large. It's alright. It's okay, my warlord made it into play. It's just sick, this little trick, when I play my joy in the ring So whether you're a player or whether you're a hater, well, I'm playing allies, I'm playing allies. The battlefield is feeling in my phone is feeling cause I'm playing allies, I'm playing allies. I, 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 I'm playing allies, playing allies.